0: real job that I should have been at was in the NICU at a children's hospital in California where I'm not only close to my family but I got to work with my best friend and my whole life projection changed and here I am blogging about it and here I am launching a podcast and I'm just I guess what I'm getting at is sometimes you think your life is first of all your failures are the biggest things that make you okay and sometimes the the plan you think you have for yourself isn't your plan Oh my gosh, you guys! I am so excited. Welcome to the Nurse Tori Selfie Show, where I am on a mission to make healthcare hip one selfie at a time. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Tori Meskin, aka at Nurse Tori. I am the founder of the Selfie Podcast, a platform dedicated to fascinating people in the healthcare space. From medical field to entrepreneurs, brands, businesses, this is a platform designed to share career journeys, life tips, resource tricks, and really getting to know the person behind the journey. So this podcast has been a long time in the making. Um, I feel like this is a natural step for me. I want to introduce here my co-host today. This What's is, up
1: you guys? This is Annelise,
0: my <laughs> Hi, my Hi, cousin, fans. my little mini me. Sort of the inspiration behind honestly this whole journey that I have been on. You were the person that really um that really started this whole process and we're going to go into that. Right. Also, don't take
1: anything she says seriously. That is giving me <laughs> way too much credit for everything she's done. No,
0: no, no, no. I think that you were the person that really helped me start Instagram blogging and just really like really um really I don't know uplifted me in that moment and it was really really amazing so I want to bring you on for my first episode because um I want to actually do the backstory about how it all started of course and you're just like my little mini me so oh I mean I'll take credit hi you guys you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) brought to you by Annalise Um, Okay, so I also want to introduce someone really special to me um, sitting here with us today. My producer. Hey, guys. Mr. Matthew Meskin. Uh, This is my very hip, younger, amazing brother-in-law. Yeah? Uh (laughs) (laughs) He is um, helping me in this journey. We've actually already recorded... How many of you recorded Matthew? Seven Six, episodes. seven, yeah. Six or seven episodes. Um, he has. He's really, honestly, the brains and the execution behind this show, and it, it just makes me really happy because this has become like a very fun space, a f- sort of family. We're bringing family into this. This is like a family biz.
1: So much fun! So yeah. excited for more.
0: Yeah. So um, Matthew's here with me. He is here for every show, and poor man has learned more about the healthcare world probably than he cares to know. Um, but so let me get into it. So I'm the founder of the Nurse Tori Selfie <laughs> let me, Show. Let me get this right, you guys. The Nurse Tory Selfie Show. This is a platform dedicated to fascinating people in the healthcare space, uh, from the medical field to entrepreneurs, brands, businesses. This is a platform really designed to share career journeys, life tips, resource tricks, and getting to really know the person behind the journey. Why selfie? Uh, because I just really wanted to find a name that I felt like really resembled who I am. And I love medical puns. She also loves selfies. I do love selfies. <laughs> <laughs> low-key. That's not low-key. That's very high-key. Yeah. Let's be honest. And I think it's just fun to have a moment where we can make healthcare relatable. We can talk about topics that are taboo. We can go into, I wanna make this a fun space. It's gonna be very open minded. Um, I'm gonna have, I have a lot of people coming on here, you guys, some really amazing interviews of people across the walks of healthcare life. Um, and so I'm really excited about this. Moving on. And Show to notes. start you
1: off, she has her cousin who is just a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love you.
0: That's false, by the way. You have a 401k. You have a job. Yeah. You have true. a degree. you're graduate. You haven't graduated yeah, yet. Yeah, you
1: no. Know, she still fine. needs to
0: graduate. It's fine. You ain't going to that. <laughs> Annalise is, I just love you. Before we get into the backstory of Tips From Tori, I'm going to be revealing my biggest secret to you guys. Um, I wanted to go into a couple things. So if you have a question for me, I want you to shoot me an email at C-E-L-L-F-I-E podcast at gmail.com. That is where we are going to be directing all the questions. So if you guys have a question for the show, you have someone or a point of interest you want to have me interview, definitely send me um, a question there. Uh, Number two, please subscribe. Tell your family, tell your friends. Um, This is very grassroots you guys and I'm really excited about this show to bring you guys lots of resources and I really um, just subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And then also if you would rate the show at the end of the show, if you loved it, let me know what you guys thought. Um, I can't wait to hear your feedback. So I'm, uh, you know, just really excited about this. So let's dive into the backstory from Tips from Tori because and Nurse Tori and how this all evolved because I don't know I like backstories I love how it is but I wanted to bring Annalise on here because you're the one person that was like there the whole way so you guys you're so
1: welcome (laughs) I'm so honored to be here
0: (laughs) so I think and Annalise could probably go with this on me I've always kind of been a little bit of a creative um oh my gosh yeah I don't know. I just think that's always been. Well, you, you guys, Tori is the person who
1: you say, hey, can you help me throw a birthday party for my friend? And she goes, sure. And you're like, okay, maybe you can bring some flowers, balloons. And she's like, no. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) No, 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 no. We are going out above and beyond. It's just uh, to the max, 10 out of 10, five stars on Yelp. (laughs) Party planner, event, family gatherings, the whole nine yards. It's just...
0: It's just... I don't know. I've always really loved that. I think also because my mother was not like that. My mom was... If you guys have ever met or heard of Lori Servine, she is like the complete opposite of this. Right, A
1: force to be reckoned with in her own right.
0: Yes. My mother is very much, like, badass woman, and I think I vibe off that a lot, but she's also very much, like, I was, like, the one where she was, like, throwing together my fifth birthday party with, like, a Costco sheet cake and, like, (laughs) you know, and being like, all right, bring your friends over, I guess, you know? So it was just... (laughs) Victoria just
1: fell on the complete opposite end of the spectrum from that.
0: And I think also, so something that's a little unique is I'm also in the medical field, and I think that there's this, like medical people I feel like are just much more focused on you know like medical and I'm just a very much a creative so that's where I I always struggled with having like this creative outlet or wanting that creative outlet but then also being a medical person Um, and I'm also very interested in people so I found myself at work asking people about their lives like how did you do this where did you get there like not just nurses everyone I'm really interested in how did you get here you're an np you're a pa like you're in this specialty um what are your plans for the future and now more than ever healthcare is evolving there are so many things going on right in front of us um happens to work for one of the biggest i would say probably one of the biggest upcoming healthcare um companies should we talk about it i'm sure yeah so she works for kaiser but you're on the um business business Mm -hmm. side Mm -hmm. And they're working on so many amazing things. I get to hear kind of like some of the fun behind the yeah. scenes of Kaiser, but... Don't fire me, Kaiser. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool because she's getting... I She's not a nurse, You are, but you're in the medical field of sorts. And... Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting because I'm... First of all, nursing, gross. Ew, like the body, <laughs> disgusting. Don't like it. I'm not into it. Yeah. But I do hear... A lot about healthcare because I work in it, obviously. Yeah. But it's how healthcare is affecting the patient, not in terms of their physical health, but their day-to-day lives. Accessibility. Accessibility to it. Yes. And working, what I'm doing right now is working with how to make that easier for them and for the hospital. So it's
0: yeah, an interesting journey. I'm learning yeah. a lot. It's really cool. And I get to learn a lot from you too. So this platform here. Has is just I'm really excited to start platforming more of that and hearing more about the things that are kind of going on in healthcare in general, and I want to bring them all here to you. So low key, also I have always been, and Annalise knows this. I have been on Instagram. Instagram has been my jam. Oh my god, she's obsessed, you guys. You have no idea. (laughs) I love Instagram. I love marketing. I love. I think I I got on Instagram. I would say uh, initially in 2012. Like I would consider myself a little bit of an OG Instagrammer, but it's it wasn't always what it started out as like it's very much evolved and um so Jacob and I were married New Year's Eve 2017 and I had this sort of creative surge right after that where I was talking about my wedding and like the party planning and all the details and I just a lot of girls at the time at work were asking me like oh how'd you do this where'd you get your dress like what tips and tricks did you do? Because I, I did a lot of planning for our, our wedding and I really executed it. You guys,
1: <laughs> again, the party planner that she is decided to hire a wedding planner.
0: <laughs> she told me
1: this and I just look at her and I go, why? <laughs> I think you met with her once or twice. And she was, that was amazing. I mean, I'm sure she was great. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean you, I did most of it right yeah I like, didn't need to be there
0: 100% but it was definitely something where I was like the day of I definitely knew I needed someone and that's part of the party planner in me is I knew I needed that so I started this blog afterwards and it was really geared towards like wedding party planning um, health and fitness so this concept kind of started and then fast forward to I think it was maybe right after that is when we were sitting in my kitchen we were sitting in the kitchen and you were like you really need to start a blog or and we were kind of like playing with side with this idea
1: yeah well because you were already really into Instagram and even for your wedding you had people kind of recording for your Instagram and doing you were yeah you you were thinking about it and you were attempting it and trying it giving it a trial run if you will yes you were seeing if you liked it and I was just just Fucking do it. Yeah. You're good at it. You thanks, like it. Just thanks.
0: do it. Okay. And you just, just fucking did it. Yeah, she did. And then it was funny because we were trying to come up with a name. And um Annalise is really in that generation. So you're twenty how old are you now? Twenty? Twenty two. I'm almost twenty three, you guys. Yes. It's
1: fine. It's kind of crazy.
0: But you're more you're not millennial, you're Gen Z, right? So I'm on the cusp. You're on the cusp. You are. I don't think my year ninety
1: seven is just a nomad year right it's just we're you just, guys are doing your own thing We don't
0: believe in labels okay <laughs> don't, put us don't put a label on me <laughs> so she what i'm getting at with that is i liked your perspective because you're younger and i feel like you have the i love to me just having that fresh fun feel i just vibe on that really well and so she was really you were the one who came up with the whole coining tips from tori oh my god i love it but you, okay,
1: OG followers will know. Yes. Tips from Tori was born, and it was a beautiful, beautiful masterpiece. <laughs> brought to you by yours truly, Annalise. Annalise did it. It was
0: glorious. Yeah. And it had
1: its long run. Yeah.
0: And then... So, okay, let me clarify. Tips from Tori is still a thing. My my blog is Tips from Tori. I did rebrand a little bit on Instagram because I felt like... For new people coming in, I don't know why, but I just felt like I just wanted to go a little bit more branding on just people understanding exactly who I am when you're coming to me. So I branded it Nurse Tori just because I felt like you know exactly what you're getting when you're coming to me. Um, But then when you dive in, for people that have been with me a long time, you just know, like, this is a lighthearted, fun space where I'm doing tips and tricks. I like keeping it fun, light, resourceful. Um, But I really will tribute Annalise. Annalise is really mad at me for changing the name. (laughs) I
1: am. I go onto Instagram one day and I'm
0: like, what's up with my cousin today? Let's check
1: out her story. (laughs) I go (laughs) in to type her name in search bar and it's not popping up. I know. And
0: I'm like, where the hell is this bitch? Where'd she go? I will say the rebranding moment was really hard. It was like something that I really thought very clearly on. But I knew fast forwarding to like this moment, for example, when I'm starting the launch of podcast, I needed to have the brand speak for itself and a little shorter. Had to short it up.
1: Absolutely, I agree. I like it now. It's beautiful. It's lovely. It's a whole new
0: yeah. It's a new fresh endeavor. endeavor. I'm here so for it. So I want to go into like a little bit of the story of how I did this. So, uh, blogging Tips and Tory was happening. I had the blog that established, and then fast forward to April of 2018. I was invited to a photo shoot with All Heart Scrubs. I very much thank them because they really were the ones that I think catapulted where I am now. Um, And they invited me to come in for their Nurses Week campaign. And it wasn't what you guys think it was. I was not a big nurse blogger at the time. I actually found out about this through a makeup artist who, they probably did our makeup for our wedding. It was our our makeup team. Somehow they knew about the shoot and they would say, hey, like, we know you're a nurse. Do you want to go in for this shoot? And said, why not? Like, let's just go. So there I met three people, three key, uh, I would say, Instagrammers, Um, first being, oh, it's Guyana, I love you, I'm giving her a big shout out, the second person being um, the trauma guy, and the third being Wally Khan, they were three, I would say, upcoming or big Instagrammers at the time, they were at the shoot, and we started to, I started kind of realizing and looking at their Instagrams, and they were sharing all these things with me, uh, that they were platforming their healthcare space, and they were in this social media world already, and Um, something that they brought up, they were like, oh my gosh, there are no NICU bloggers out there. There, I mean, that's not a thing. And they said "That, that definitely is an area you should get into because people don't know about it. And they're like, we're nurses, we're in that space and we don't know about it. So I was like, okay, let's do it. So that particular shoot really shifted my mindset immediately. And I was like, oh, there's something there. Like, let's do that. So that's kind of where a lot of this stemmed from, and then it's kind of just evolved. Um, I would say, as far as the blogging, how I get the question a lot of like, how do you blog, or like, how do you start, and how is this you know a thing? And I would say it's a little unique for us in the healthcare space where you know unique to us is you have to work in the healthcare space in order to be relevant so essentially you have you're going to have two jobs no matter what like concept to creation you're going to be balancing two jobs and I'm a big believer in putting out good quality content and part of that for me I think is I've been a nurse for eight years Mm -hmm. so I have a lot to talk about
1: oh my god a ton I have like
0: yeah um I've You know, I've worked night shift for, I worked full-time nights for three and a half years. And then I started travel nursing. I was travel nursing in Los Angeles, Orange County. Um, I've worked per diem. I've worked part-time. I've worked in seven different organizations. Um, I've learned so much about the NICU population and in different areas, different ge- um, geographical locations, how that affects things, learning from different organizations. And now I've been blogging for about two years, yeah. which is crazy because it feels like I've been doing it longer, but I don't know. Yeah. No, it definitely feels like you've been doing it longer. But like really when I get down to it, it's really been about two years. Yeah. Um. So what my thing is, is for starting your blog, I think is, is having the idea the niche the thing that you really want to talk about and then kind of stemming from there um but I will tell you guys and this was a very natural process for me to move into podcasting because I'm a talker oh my gosh you guys she could talk you off for hours I know it's annoying Go on and on. Sorry. no I love it though I'm here for it I know you're so good I support you um but this is like a super nerving process for me because I feel like my like my stomach is in my throat like thinking about the fact that there's so many people gonna be listening, or hopefully so many people. Maybe no <laughs> one's gonna listen. No, we're positive vibes. Everybody's
1: gonna listen. It's gonna be a huge hit. I'm not even gonna be able to hang out with you anymore. You're gonna be way
0: too popular. Oh my god, stop it. <laughs> yuck so before I start get into releasing my biggest secret to you guys because that's the whole thing about this this particular episode I want to reveal the biggest thing that I've I've never talked about on any platform I've never revealed this to you guys uh I hardly reveal it to myself I actually just told my husband about this like literally two weeks ago when I came up with the idea of like I, I need to talk about this on a platform um this platform came from the fact that I feel like Instagram is really designed for short, sweet moments, right? So it's mm-hmm. designed for a pretty picture. Definitely. And like a little message. Yeah. A mini blog. Absolutely. And learning about the platforms, I've done this very much over two years. I've intentionally learned about these platforms where Instagram is meant for that moment. TikTok is meant for now entertainment. Um, you know, and then thinking about what I wanted I want to have space where I can talk about things more in depth Mm -hmm. which is this I love it yeah Yeah. YouTube's too much for me because I don't want to do the editing it's just too much work it's It's too too much much of your face yeah and I we are going to stream these conversations I am going to post we're going to see how this goes I am going to record a lot of these (laughs) interviews we are going to put it on YouTube I don't know how it's going to translate I'm not committed to the idea yet, Matthew. <laughs> ah. My producer over here. Yeah, Matthew. He's insisting that I put it on YouTube. So we're going to put it on YouTube because he wants to do it.
1: People want to see it. I mean, I would watch it on YouTube.
0: Okay. All right. So
1: that's I mean, where we're at. I look absolutely incredible today, you guys. So she should definitely
0: <laughs> upload this. To and the by internet. that, she means we are both in scrub. <laughs> like, we look like scrub. We look like. Gross. Crap. We look like crap. It's fine. <laughs> It's fine. That's why we're podcasting, a, though, because most exactly. of you who are listening to this will probably be on some outlet where you can't see us. It, so exactly. it's fabulous. <laughs> um, so let me go a little bit into detail about my more of my background, and then um, Annalise is has we're going to do a fun little Q and A, mm. and then I'm going to go to my biggest. Secret. I'm going to
1: give you guys the tea. I'm going to pull it out of her. Oh my god! I'm You're so welcome.
0: <laughs> Here we go. Uh, so I grew up for many, many of you who have been with me, you know, probably some of this, but I grew up a grower's daughter. Yes, the term is grower. It's not farmer. It's a grower. My dad um, and they live on a ranch and grow organic lemons and berries in Somos, California. My mom is a horse trainer so my brother and i grew up very close you're gonna in uh upcoming episodes you're gonna hear a huge story from him um something that also i've not talked about on my platforms there's a lot of things coming your way about our family and things that we have gone through as a family that i think i really want to platform here because i think it's really important for people to hear about has to do with mental health and so we're gonna go you're gonna meet more about my brother then Um, I went to the University of Arizona, Bear Down, Uh, landed my first NICU job at a children's hospital in 2013 in a level four NICU. I worked there full time nights and loved it. It was amazing. After about three and a half years, I just felt this need to kind of like change it up. And so I did some local travel nursing um, in the Los Angeles area and Orange County area as well. Um, And then I started my Instagram journey. Um, And then, uh, you know, down the line, married my most amazing husband. Love Jacob. Big fan of Jacob. He's like, he just fit into our family. Like, our whole family, I think, just blended so well. Oh, my gosh, you guys. She really did him dirty, though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She, the first time he met anyone from the family was... He met everyone from the family. Everyone at, at the same time. What? She, I don't even remember. Christmas. When... Oh yeah. What? 2016. 16, 2016. Yeah. And just we were having our Christmas family gathering. <laughs> Been so missed. Yeah. And Victoria walks in. With this this giant, giant. With this man. giant man <laughs> and just throws him to the wolves. I'm like, here we go. Let's see if you float. <laughs> and he survived. Yeah. And now we're he here. He swam. I'm happy. He was the one that made it. He did. He survived. He survived he we, thrived he did he thrived, he good, thrived. Job. Good, he was good,
0: good job good one. well and i will say our family uh, i've said this before i like i feel like we would live in a commune together if we could
1: oh my gosh it's my dream to win the lottery and then just buy a huge mm-hmm. house so that we can all live together yeah we're
0: just very close i think our family that's something that i love about our family is we just
1: our we family just, is like a, we, we love each love other. other we also much. hate each other yeah a lot of the time yes
0: there's been moments your sister sometimes hates me. Absolutely. She just
1: Rebecca. <laughs> She's sitting right here. <laughs> She's sitting right here. And she <laughs> We've got to we, we go back.
0: Um so Jacob and I got married New Year's Eve 2017. By the way, I highly recommend it. A New Year's Eve wedding. I okay. You say you recommend
1: people. I don't know. It worked for you. No, 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 no. I'm offended. No, 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 no. It worked so well for you and Jacob. Yes. But for mass America, it's just. it's not the move
0: okay so here's the thing (laughs) I'm very low-key over the top okay no stop saying low-key Okay, (laughs) so it worked very well for my personality because I think it just it did fit but I will say some factors that play into it are it's around the holiday season so things tend to be a little more expensive People are busy, Um, out of town with their families. Yeah, so I will say that was a factor. But we just wanted a big-ass party where people don't remember. I was like, I don't want anyone to remember my wedding. And let me tell you,
1: neither of us did. (laughs)
0: Especially (laughs) the bride. I think I was probably the drunkest out of everyone. I think
1: so, too. Oh, you guys, you watched that wedding video Video back, and you can see... (laughs) Okay, so anyone... Oh, any okay. Everybody, stop what you're doing right now. Stop listening to the podcast. <laughs> Go to her Instagram, to her wedding it's video. My IGTV. It's under my IGTV. And just watch the first ten seconds. of the first of 10 The video. I don't know why they're doing that. the countdown, We're t- <laughs> to the to New Year's. And Victoria's just gone.
0: You just, you guys. I am so drunk. It's like I don't know why they chose that moment. I'm as so the opener glad they chose it. I'm so w- glad. <laughs> It's I mean, it's it just, it was perfect. It was
1: perfect. It was. It's just, that's, that's just. You whatever. Know.
0: I was having a good time and I loved it. That was, that was the
1: best wedding I think uh, I will ever go to. So it's yes. unfortunate because it was the first wedding I was actually in.
0: Yeah. Nobody's going to top it. I know. We just had a great time. Their dress, The girls' dresses were just these over sparkle ball amazingness. It was everyone in gowns and. It was just so much fun. Yeah. So and anyway, after that we got married, I started the blog Com <laughs> and kind of things that started to evolve and then I got into the Nikki world. Um Annalise has been my biggest supporter.
1: As far as,
0: yeah, just kind of lunch. Just give me the confidence, I would say, to do that. And so I thought it would be fun for her to come on here and give the tea because here's the thing. This is also, I want to make this fun, right? So this is going to be where you guys get more behind the scenes. You get to hear the the, dirty little
1: secrets. My dirty little secrets. What is she
0: hiding under those scrubs, everybody? Yeah, like we want to know, right? Everyone wants to know about the tea. So... Uh, I'm gonna have Annalise here take it, and you're gonna you're gonna be asking me questions that I have not seen yet. Mm-hmm. I've not heard it. I so I'm reacting very genuinely to these questions, you guys. And then we will go into my biggest secret. Right. Okay. Welcome
1: everybody to Annalise's podcast. <laughs> Turning the reins over to me. All right, here we go. Here we go. So this is the question I kind of asked you this before, but not really. Like what? I you guys I love Grey's Anatomy but only the first like 6 seasons after that yeah. they just needed to stop for real Shonda Rhimes what are you doing just knock it off anyways <laughs> I love Grey's Anatomy big fan I just want to know like who's having sex in those closets oh.
0: the <laughs> oh storage <my>
1: God. rooms <laughs> The, the bed, do they actually have... Okay, wait, sorry. so many questions in my head. Yeah, just, yeah, I yeah. love grades math yeah. so much. Yes. Do they actually have rooms for you to like, go
0: take a nap? Oh, it's a good question, actually. Out. Okay, so this is actually a big topic because for the nurses, no. Most places that I... Every place I have worked in the California region, which is really unfortunate, they do not... Which I think is a really, when you're working these long shifts, it's like unfortunate because I feel like we should have some place if you need to lay down and take a nap, we should have designated spots where we could. However, the residents do, residents and the doctors do. So there's always a place because typically when they come in, the residents and doctors, they're on a 24-hour uh, shift. Sometimes they do longer. There's there's regulations on it. I don't know the exact regulations on doctors, but they do have a, like a call room or a sleep room where they will go and sleep. Is there sex going on in there? Um, I don't. Okay, so I cannot confirm or deny. Come on, give I it do to know. Us. Okay, so I do know relationships that have developed in the hospital setting. Have these people uh, had a hot makeout in a closet room? I'm sure. Like, I don't know. I would assume. Because here's the thing. When you're working that closely with people and you have that energy and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm saving a life with you. And you're like really hot. It's like, you're going to get that energy, right? right? Oh my God. I mean, I would be so turned on yeah. all the time. I, you know, I don't know if it's happening. I don't know anyone personally that I've ever caught doing it. I've never caught someone, but I bet you. There has to be. Yeah. There has to be. Those sheets, there's so many secrets. There's those so sheets. many. Yeah. I mean, I do know... People who have developed relationships and, uh, yeah, things happen, people. <laughs> that's just the real tea. Like, it does happen. Uh, but I think, like, it's, it we, okay, first of all, a plug to all of you hospitals out there. We need sleep rooms for the nurses and RTs and other, very because we're there as well. And sometimes, I mean, night shift, that's a real thing. You need to be able to, like, lay down sometimes. I would die. I couldn't do it. I don't yes. know how you did it. So some hospitals are kind enough where they will find you a room and like the nurses will support it and be like, you you just lay down and have a nap for half an hour. And I cannot, I mean, I'm not going to, it's a thing though, where they're like, technically it's not professional and you can't do it. But I think if you need to physically do that, especially for night shift, you should be able to do that. 100%. Absolutely. Oh my God. Yeah. I would, I (laughs) I don't know if it's happening, but it may be happening.
1: I think it's happening. I just, I think
0: I just want it to be happening. (laughs) This is where, I mean, the whole concept of Grey's Anatomy came from somewhere, right? I so, had to, right? Yeah. I just... Ugh, right. I kind of... I see where it is. I see where you get that. I'm sure there's some people listening here that are like, oh, I've definitely been oh, out in a closet. There's God. definitely someone. One of you in here right now listening has <laughs> done like, it. like, ah, shit, that's And me. you're like, ah, shit. <laughs> I did it.
1: Follow-up question. Okay. Do you have any hot single doctor friends? Ooh. For yours truly. Okay, so real tea on this. You guys, uh, I am... Painfully single. NICU.
0: Okay, because I'm primarily NICU. I ha- I am moving into critical care float pool now, which has been a whole new world. Because NICU, okay, is primarily, I would say, um, women-based. But, like, the providers are typically, like, older married men. Like, that's just what it is. You don't – we don't get a lot of residents through. We do get some residents through, but it's mainly fellows. And by that time, I don't know – I would say no in the NICU. NICU is very like niche and we don't get a lot of like, I don't know. I, it's just not in my realm. However, when you go out of the NICU and you're talking more like pa- pediatric ICU, you're talking CVICU, oh yes, Honey. If I was single, it would be a whole different story. <laughs> there are some
1: there fine out there. would be a whole lot, lot more secrets in those sheets to see what she,
0: she you was know. Um The ED department, the ED and the trauma. Trauma teams or, like, um, transport team, I feel like, has a lot of hotter people as well. It's just interesting because I think where you work affects who's around you. And it's a thing where certain personalities are drawn to certain units and i would say i do know some really handsome amazing but they're married men in the nicu but i would say majority of like the guys are really drawn to like pick you nicu um emergency department like the more heavy lifting trauma situations um mm. in my where in my realm of what mm. i've seen you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. i just need to
1: go <laughs> we need to get you on that. Let's find you a man, honey. I know, you guys. Help me out here. Okay. I'm single, twenty two, almost twenty three. I like dogs, long walks on the beach. I'm 401 K. Turns into a dating show for me.
0: <laughs> let's get on these we're pimping you out. Uh let's I'll keep an eye out, don't you worry. I've got my eye always. I love hooking people up. That's my thing. I love networking. I love hooking people up. So honey, you we'll do it. You do. You really do. You just have to move away from San Diego because you're in San Diego. I love just, San Diego. I know you do. It's so Nothing incredible. to you San Diego people, but I'm just more of a... Uh, you're
1: an L.A. baby now. I'm
0: an L.A. baby now.
1: I'm a, I am just love San Diego so much. I know. I know. It's been so good to me. <laughs> it's so fun down there. I love I it. I love it. It's so
0: good. Yeah.
1: Well, mm-hmm. <sighs> you guys... You have anyone? Let me know. Slide into my DMs. Okay. <laughs> Get in there. Get
0: in All right,
1: there. fine, fine, fine. We'll stop talking about how single and sad I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the life of a twenty-three-year-old.
1: Um. So again, Grey's Anatomy ask question: What is the drama between doctors and nurses? Ooh, Tell me about ooh, it. That's Who, a good one. Drop those names, baby. The drop the names. Who's a
0: dick? The tea, who's nice? The real? Tea. Who do you want to work with? Okay. So here's my take on this situation. Uh, you're going to, I think so. Okay. So I'm going to back up in my head of how I deal with it. Right. So I also, I grew up with a father who is very much uncle tiger. We call right. him yeah. is my dad is very much a straight shooter. He's kind of a dick. <laughs> uh, he's yeah. just this guy that like, he's like, we call him Pablo Escobar. Like he's just, I love my dad, but he's just like, <laughs> he's, he's, he's uncle tiger. He's uncle tiger. <laughs> and so I think I've always been used to dealing with tough personalities And oftentimes I love, I love my medical team just in general, but doctors can be very, or doctors, surgeons, when we're talking, when we're talking people who are working in very intense situations where like your lives are literally in your hands, they're intense. Like that's a fact. You're going to have some really tough people working in, and that's what you want. I mean, to be honest, you want, I would rather have a surgeon who has zero bedside manner but who's really freaking good at his job. Like, I'm I'm okay with the fact that like, if you're gonna give it straight and say like X, Y, and Z, this is like what you're gonna, you know, predict or, you know, they just come off really like rude. I would rather have that who is so focused in the OR and so good at his job. Like, I'm okay dealing with those personalities. Um, I think when you're working bedside as a nurse, and you're working with teams day in and day out, there are definitely some doctors you prefer to work with. And I will say they're always the doctors that like, will check back with me and say, hey, how are you doing? Like, what's the update? Um, they're willing to hear your your side of things. They wanna hear like, what is going on with the patient immediately? I think a big part of what I have learned is you keep keep stuff to yourself, keep your eyes open, learn from people, you know, sort of earn your or learn your craft, And then you can kind of start correcting. You know, there's a delicate balance here of, you know, trusting your gut as a nurse, learning what your gut is, what you're seeing, and then approaching people. And I think, you know, there's a lot of tough personalities in healthcare. Like, that's just a fact, and you have to be okay with that. I think that there's a balance also in healthcare of providing great care and being able to communicate to people and be effective. And then also, you know, having – you kind of have to have, like – you know, a little bit of a tough skin. You really do. I mean, if you're in a car accident, you better believe you want the best trauma. You know, you want the best person working on you. And typically those people are like straight shooters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what you want. And I would much rather have someone like that. Um, in you know, but I do think there's a big balance of the doctors that I work with, that I love the most are the ones that are willing to teach. Um, who are engaging, supportive. um, And I'm lucky enough. One job I really am not a big fan of as much. The other job I love because it's a teaching hospital. It's very progressive. You know, something that I think I talk about a lot is healthcare is changing. We are changing. If there's one thing that is very standard or like the most relevant thing right now is you better be flexible because yeah. things are going to change, you know, more yeah. than I, I mean, you see it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my, that's, it's evolving every day. Um, hospitals, patients, care, it's, it's, yeah, you're right. It's ever evolving. And mm-hmm. especially in this new day and age, just you have, yeah, you're so, you're right. Yeah. You have to be flexible and mm-hmm. it goes for anybody working any job in the healthcare field though as well, not just doctors and nurses but admin working in the hospitals people on the business side it's yeah it's all changing but more so to the extent that it's just you have to have an open mind
0: yeah I would say that's a big thing too very open mind um I think anytime I've approached someone who I didn't like or someone that came off really rude I actually really do try and be like wait a minute Did I not like it because of how they said it or do I not like it because of what what they said? That's, yeah, yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like I think that's a big part of it is just really getting down to the nitty gritty of, you know, and I think that's another big thing for me to kind of maybe platform and explain here as like my first show is – I think that's what's a little bit different about my account is that what I'm trying to do is really in my, what I'm speaking about is Instagram and now here on the podcast is I really want to be the bridge between healthcare and patient um, or maybe healthcare and realty people because I think um, a lot of the big Instagrammers out there right now are really like, if you're a nurse Instagrammer, I would say, it's really catering to the nurse. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of sick humor, you guys. So <laughs> a lot of those accounts are private, but I love them and they're amazing. But um, in my space, what I have found and why I'm becoming a nurse practitioner is because I want to be the bridge between healthcare and person. And I want to be relatable to majority, I would say millennial women or Gen Z women. That's kind of my space. I love that. Um, but I do have a lot of my, my medical people here with my medical men here. A lot of my, I love my game boys, <laughs> boys. I love you guys. You're my favorite. I love them. They give me so much happiness and fulfillment. Okay. So um, I have a really great community. And I think, but what I do think is important, especially nowadays, is to have a presence on social media as a someone in healthcare. Because I think I want to make it relatable. Like I'm a real person too, and I think I go through very similar things, like frustrations with healthcare. And I have a lot of things that I feel like I, but I, I understand where the healthcare providers coming from. Right. So I think <clears throat> I'm sort of that's a Libra in me. Ew. Ew. I know. I just did you that. did not just go into star I did. signs. <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay, I have to weigh out everything. Right. I weigh it out. I okay. see both you sides. Open the, uh, right,
1: open mind, Annalise. Come
0: on now. Thank you, <laughs> open mind platform. So I feel like partly for me coming here, and a lot of the people you're going to be hearing um from are people in healthcare that are you know very much open minded and have the presence on social media, brands, companies um a lot of things that are cutting edge and i love that i love cutting edge stuff and i think i don't know why but early on i think i saw the importance of being on social media and want i want this space okay let's be honest like Mm -hmm. i love it yes it's not for everyone right so i mean regardless of you're in healthcare or not but i think it's really cool to have a presence in social media where it's relatable and i can speak to the girl who is trying to become the NICU nurse, trying to become a nurse practitioner who wants to understand the dynamics, who wants the resources, who, you know, and I like to package it in a pretty picture or a bow, of course. That's just my style. Yeah. Um, but I also like to give real tea.
1: Well, speaking of the real tea, what is that? Like, what is... You're going... These shifts are 12-hour shifts. They're right. not easy you don't come home and you're like let's go I have so much energy what is the real tea of going into a 12-hour shift what's it like what's it like like what is it hard do you cry I would cry (laughs) would sit do you parents yell at you I mean you're in a NICU I I mean you have a child's life. I mean that's a newborn child the new
0: parents yeah that's real. What that's is that real. like? Yeah, I would say life and death. That's very real. Um, so I think 12-hour shifts, let's just address that. You get used to it. I think, th- I okay, now I will say, you guys, I'm on day shift now, which has changed my life. I was on night shift for a long time, and that's a whole do- different kind of lifestyle. I would say some people on nights really love it, and that's like permanently their thing, they and they just it. love the flow. Gosh. They're psycho. Well, I mean, it's a different flow. It's like you get less parents, you get less things going on, typically, unless I say that. But then, you know, there's nights where it's like shit hits the fan. Right. Um... It's just different, and you get to kind of bond with your patient a little bit more, especially in the NICU. The NICU were really, really big about that. I think, like, that's your bath time, typically. That's, like, where you get to actually take time and think about what you're doing and learning your patients. Day shift, in my humble opinion, it's a different flow. It's just really fast. 12-hour shifts, you kind of get used to it. Um, You just, you know how to pace yourself. You have to learn how to pace yourself through the day, um, how to set up your shift. As far as dealing with life and death, I will say... Um, especially in the NICU because babies react so quickly like their reaction to coming off of CPAP you know your heart rate's dropping your sats are dropping I mean we just we you get adrenaline rushes every single day right potentially in a NICU setting because babies are um very reactive to care and we're working in milligrams and milliliters and mils and micro everything you know so it's you're affecting you could potentially affect a life with literally like one thing that you do you could literally affect their whole projection of their outcome you know uh in very big ways in very small moments so that's very real and i think that's a lot of pressure it's a lot of pressure yeah. right i would say so my yeah. gosh so but i think it's something where um you learn You know, and this is where I think as Nikki, I came in very, I personally came into the Nikki very humbly coming in saying, I just want to learn everything I can and take it in and you learn from people around you and like, how are you doing this? How are you handling it? You vent with the people you need to vent with. You work with the people you need to work with to like manage it. And I will say like, I've shifted a lot, you know, throughout my career, I've found ways to stay engaged you know, this is partly, for me, this is why social media has been so fun, because it's an outlet for me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I love it. I'm ADD. I'm so ADD. <laughs> yeah, you are. It's a problem. But it's fun, because I can throw it into something where I'm like, okay, I just physically did that, and now I'm in a different space where I want to talk about it. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's hard. I will say, healthcare is not all roses. Right. You know, you do get people you get a lot of disagreements. We are an uphill battle of dealing with, you know, social media or not social media, but media in general, people throwing information at you. And then as providers, we're having to be like, no, actually, can we take a step back and reassess what the situation is and give you the real evidence-based practice?
1: Right. And I'm sure with parents, I'm just because you're a NICU nurse, you're dealing with parents who I'm sure are wanting just to know everything, but they're not doctors. They don't know. So they just I'm sure they're just trying to figure out what's going on, trying Mm -hmm. to understand, wrap their mind around what is happening to their child. I mean how do you totally look a parent in the eye and Mm -hmm. be like, your child is very sick This is what I'm doing. How do you Mm -hmm. do that? What is your mind space?
0: You know, I think it's a balance of being very open and be real with the situation. I think my biggest key, my um, power empowerment moment, and I've talked about this a lot, is um, really empowering parents with education and just saying, all right, let's, let's go back to basics. Like what is this monitor? What is it telling you heart rates? What am I looking at? Why am I assessing that medications? Here's the medications we're giving. This is why we're giving them this line, this tube, this ventilator, this monitor, you know, just really going through this IV, all of the things that really to help empower parents to understand in the moment what's going on and also have parents not compare themselves to other, other patients. Babies, NICU, especially when we're talking NICU, are just like are just like older adults in the sense of sometimes their course is great, and then sometimes it's not, and that is a very real thing. Everyone reacts to surgeries differently. Everyone reacts to treatment plans differently. There's no one cookie cutter thing for any patient. So I think really trying to focus and getting parents to really like be present understand their situation, empower them. I'm really big about that because regardless of the situation, we always have the power to educate. doesn't matter, you know, and and or to, to provide support. And I think something that we've really gotten away from in healthcare, which is really unfortunate, and I like to myth bust all the time, is to sort of like not have that relationship with your patients. And in the NICU setting, I find my best moments with with families are the ones that I bond with the best. Long story short, I feel like dealing with it as um, going, I think something maybe that I would want to relay to a lot of people getting into healthcare is it's not all roses. And I think I talk a lot about that on the shifts that I come home and I'm so physically exhausted. You just literally can't, you know, getting into the shower is like, painful because you're just so tired and, you know, been running around all day trying to appease different teams, doctors, coordinate new medications, admits, discharges, trauma situations. Like, it's just, it's a lot. And at the same time, I love it. So it's very much, um, you know, you really do have to want to be in the business of people to survive. I think if you're trying to get into the healthcare world just for financial reasons or like stability, I don't think you'll last yeah I think you really have to want to be in that space I have done things I will say to last in this industry or in this um, line of work because for example now I'm per diem right I'm mm-hmm. per diem and I'm day shift and I get to choose my schedule I get to sort of curve what I'm doing right now I'm shifting I'm going back to school I'm getting engaged in a new way um, I think that's really important because if you I really believe the moment you feel complacent or stagnant or, you know, feel that burnout, you really have to shift. Mm -hmm. And I'm shifting my mindset a lot lately, just in my own personal life as well, of trying to make sure that I'm happy and I'm, you know, engaged and finding my niche. You know, I mean, this is why also I'm going back to NP schools because I feel like, while I love I love the Nikki population. I love that setting. I think it's amazing and I I've learned so much and I've been able to really just sink my teeth into that population. I find myself really engaged also with supporting women and trying to help them from you know like a projection of like this is what your life is trying to help them as a resource future. And I'm like I need to I think I really just need to put that energy into Um, being more accessible to women in a different way and to babies. So I'm kind of going into this. I'm I'm in the Family Nurse Practitioner Program, and I have a separate episode that's going to come out talking more in depth about that. Right.
1: But on the topic of school, do you want to tell your audience the tea
0: that they all are waiting for? Hmm. Speaking of school, all right, you guys, we're, we're transitioning. Dun, dun, dun. Are you scared right now? I'm really nervous about this. Yeah, I am really nervous to tell you guys this. Let it, because... let it off your chest, sweetie. Oh, no, your we're just going to get hands. it off. Okay, so this is something I have never revealed to pretty much anyone. There's, I think, four people in the world that know about this particular situation. I don't think I even really told you about it.
1: You didn't tell me until recently. Yeah. I was a little upset at you.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I never keep things from you. Um so <clears throat> okay. So every it's, it's no lie to people that I uh I really had a difficult time to get into nursing school, right? So nursing school for me getting in was like a nightmare. I went to University of Arizona. Um I my first degree was family studies and while I was in the fam- I was pre-nursing. And then I had to finally choose a degree because they were like, look, bitch, you're not getting into nursing school. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on. So I had to choose a degree, so family studies, and then I kept applying, kept applying, kept applying, and then finally got in. And um so that my my process, I guess what I'm saying, was was really, really difficult. Um I was waitlisted, you know, I've I've been through everything and I once I got into nursing school, I think I was just so thankful to be there. Like, mm-hmm. I was in bliss. Like, I didn't give a shit how hard it was. I was like... I made it. Yes. I Mama, like, we made it. <laughs> Honey, I made it. Like, I am in school. Thank God. So, I was just... I didn't care if I had to get up at, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning and go to clinical. It was just like, I just did it. Um, So... You know that being said, that was kind of my foundation, right? So when I was going through nursing school, I started realizing very quickly I wanted to pediatrics was kind of my thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I love peds. Peds was like my deal. Like the little kiddos, little kids. I was like, adults, no.
1: <laughs> Too opinionated. Gross.
0: Teeth, You have teeth, pubic hair. Like <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. No. So. I very quickly realized PEDS was my thing, even though we do get some pubic hair now and beads in PEDS. And I'm back in the sort of adult world right now, but okay, that's a whole side note. So I shadowed um, in the PICU at uh, University of Arizona. Uh, there is a trauma hospital, and I loved it. I mean, I just loved it, it was amazing. Um, and I was really kind of torn, actually. My, my real love, I will say, when I first started nursing was CVICU, CVICU, cardiovascular ICU. So those are um, typically, it is a baby focused, a very heavily NICU or um, I would say neonatal or under a year focused unit because typically we find these cardiac defects early on. And we're doing surgeries early on to fix these problems. And I found a love for it. I just loved it. I I did not get my preceptorship in PICU or CV. And so super disheartening, of course. But I took the time, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, one of my girlfriends was in PICU. And I said, do you have a name of a nurse that you think would be okay to, for me to approach and ask her if I can come shadow? Mm-hmm. So I went in and uh, Nurse Diane, oh my God, this woman... I think single-handedly changed my life. She was just the most amazing preceptor. She really changed the projection of how I felt about being a nurse. She was just so caring and kind and diligent. And this woman, I mean, this woman was like just a badass nurse. Everything I think of in my head, I'm like, she was just so badass. So I, I shadowed her for, I think I went in for a total of maybe like five or six shifts with her mm-hmm. uh, not paid on my own time you guys I was balancing work and school at the time and shadowing her and so this was all things that I really I was just I went above and beyond and I want to talk about that because that's something that it takes that's what it takes to take that extra step to really get where you want right so um Diane at the end you know was like you know you really should apply here and I was like okay yeah yeah i should let's do it i was like all right i'll stay in tucson and not move home and i'll just do my job so um i went in and i met with a manager i had an interview and this was towards the end of graduation or you know i was graduation was really creeping up really quick and um i got the job there are a few things in my nursing career which have become staples to my daily routine One being scrubs and the other being my footwear. This is definitely one of the more popular questions I receive. What are on my feet? The funny thing about this is the footwear I slip on daily has been a part of my life for far longer than my bedside experience. This company has actually been a part of my life throughout my nursing career, as well as my barn equestrian life. Sunita Clogs, the original clog company since 1907. I've been a clog nurse since the moment I set foot in the hospital setting. And I am true to my brand through and through, which is why partnering with Sunita Footwear has come so authentically. The Sunita designs and construction are truly second to none and have been in business for more than 110 years. Featuring only the highest quality leathers and handcrafted by cobblers in Europe, their clogs truly provide superior support and comfort to professionals in all types of industries. And yes, that does include us horse queens as well. If you're interested in trying a pair for yourself, head over to www.sanita.com and use code NURSETORY for 15% off of your order. does not apply to sale items, but you guys, head over and grab a pair for yourself. All right, back to the show. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And the manager was like, okay, great. So what we need you to do is um, we need you to take your boards and uh, you need to be, de- you need to have those results in. And I think the time frame was like a week.
1: Oh my gosh. I didn't know that part. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. It was a week? The, the turnaround on it was like insane. It was, it was something like maybe a week or maybe two weeks. It was, it was a really short amount of time. And so I was like, okay, I'm good. I, you know, and I'm going to do this. Right. So I, uh, one of my best friends, Mandy Crum. I love her. She, um, she was with there. She was with me the whole time. And I basically kind of almost like those two weeks I went hard on studying. I mean, I was, I was really, really, really trying to make it happen. Dah, 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 dah. I was like, in. I mean, I didn't, I lived in a, you know, in a bubble, but I was also kind of like moving home I wasn't sure like I didn't want to like put it all my eggs in a basket um and I just remember like the day of the test walking in and my literally my stomach was in my throat and I was just like I kind of like seized up like I just was like I just my my mental space I was all over the place and you guys know I have a really hard time with school like school's not my thing long story short I took the NCLEX and I failed
1: (laughs) You guys, tips from Tori is a fraud.
0: She's oh, my God, fake. I'm a fraud. She's not even a real nurse. <laughs> I'm not even a real nurse. OK, so I failed. Like, my mind was baffled. Here I was. I had a job lined up, right? hmm I had worked my freaking ass off to get into nursing school. I worked my ass off to land this job. And I I literally couldn't take the job. Like, I I failed. I literally failed. So, and, and the rule with that is you can't take your test for, I think it's like 90 days after you failed. Like you, you can't even physically. So like, literally I could not accept the job because I just, first of all, I didn't even know. I I had no idea. So (laughs) I failed the NCLEX, you guys, the first time. Now, what I want to tell you is this is how it went down. Okay. So I failed and very sadly put my, you know, tail between my legs, moved home, um, and I sort of like my mind shifted a little bit, and I moved home. And I put, you know, I basically my my goal when I moved home was I have to to pass that test, right? I didn't even think about jobs at that point. I was yeah, like, okay, so
1: like, I just got to do this.
0: Yep. So for three months, I lived in and out of a Starbucks, and I just like I literally did nothing but study. Yeah, I mean, I did some workouts <laughs> and drank a lot of Starbucks. <laughs> But I did nothing but study. Um, I did take a prep course, which I didn't do the first time. I did a lot of things to really put my set, my headset in. Um, I just, I just did went down on the grind, and I took the 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 test the second time, and of course passed. Right. But the point I'm getting at here is the result of that was I moved home, which is probably what I I wanted to do really when I'm looking at the core of who I am, I really want to move home, right? Like, you guys know, I can't be too far from home. We can't be too far yeah. from each other, okay? So, because I would have been in Tucson, Arizona, and I really want to be in California. Um, the other thing was, uh, it opened up an opportunity. So, I, my best friend was like, look, Tori, like, you should really apply to, uh, down at my hospital. Um, and so, I really set, once I passed, I just set my goals on, Finding jobs that were hiring in the new grad positions. So, Versant programs, new grad nurse residency programs. That was like my goal because I just felt like the, I wanted that kind of transition as a nurse. I wanted the education. I wanted to have that transition time, especially when you're moving into a critical care. Um, when you're moving into critical care, I just feel like you cannot transition without some sort of support. And that was sort of, at least for me, I like that kind of support. Yeah. So, Uh, translation I ended up moving home past my boards got my dream job and it wasn't originally what I thought was my dream job I thought my dream job was in CBICU or PICU in Tucson no my real job that I should have been at was in the NICU at a children's hospital in California where I'm not only close to my family but I got to work with my best friend and my whole life projection changed and here I am blogging about it and here I am launching a podcast and I'm just I guess what I'm getting at is sometimes you think your life is first of all your failures are the biggest things that make you okay absolutely your failures Mm because what did I do to come out of that Mm -hmm. and sometimes the the plan you think you have for yourself isn't your plan I get a lot of girls who are like so set on you know, getting into NICU and I'm like you don't know if that's your pl-. like I I pl- and I do think you gotta you gotta grind like you know I'm a big believer in put your head down put your head do down. the dirty work do yep. the due diligence mm-hmm. like do your work but it's okay when your life I, I think the failures are really really what make you absolutely and you have to fail everybody yes. has to fail yeah and that was a big, you know, for me, I can't sit here and honestly tell you guys like, yes, I passed the NCLEX for the first time and I was so perfect. <laughs> like, no. I landed my dream job right away. Yeah, I, hell no. I didn't land <laughs> my first dream job, quote unquote, dream job, for what, like eight months after I graduated college. I mean, like, it's just not always what you think it's going to be. And I think that's a big message here for me is like, your the journey is like a very windy road. Yeah, very windy. And I think something that I really like looking back and like looking forward and where I am with my social media right now is I like documenting it with you guys and showing you guys because the journey is is it like. I, I think that is what it is. You know, I think that's where the the biggest things in my message are is like the journey is, is a huge part of it. And your failures, embrace your failures, work through them, power through them, because you never know where your life is going to lead, to be quite honest. Yeah. And I would not be here today, 100% would not be here today launching this podcast, having a platform to talk about NICU and and NP life and healthcare, and, you know, finding this way, this journey. Like, I wouldn't be here if I had taken that first job. Like, my life, I may not have met my husband. Like, there's so many things that if I had had the perfect, in my head, the perfect journey, my life would be so different. Yeah. You would not be sitting here in your basement with your cousin talking into a microphone. (laughs) I would not be here. So I think that's just you know a big thing, and why I wanted to come on here and platform that particular moment is because I think it's important for people, and I want you guys to know the real tea. Like, I'm not. I think that's something that I really try to be as authentic AF with yeah. you. And and nursing is hard.
1: Yeah, I don't even. I don't do it, and I just know it's hard. It's hard, but I, I talk do to think you about like, it, and it's like hard. Story. And I think you're so right. Don't do this. For any other reason other than you just want to help people.
0: Yeah, well, I'm not going to lie, too. Like, the financial independence is fabulous. (laughs) Um, And that's the real tea, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, we make some good money, okay? I would say, and real tea also, uh, there are, you know, I think the other thing, too, is, like, if you're not happy in your job, change that, please. If you're not happy where you're at,
1: there's no excuse. For anything in life. Yeah. Anything life. in life. Yeah. <laughs> just be happy. I have
0: moved so many jobs. I've done so many interviews. I have, uh, I've <laughs> there's so many things. And I think that's just, I like that. As I said, I'm very AD, ADD, <laughs> ADD Tory. But I love that. And I love networking. And I think there's too many things out there in the healthcare field for us to not be happy in what you're doing. There's so many things. I mean, it's, and, an, and you're going to get to hear about them here on the nurse from tori selfie show yeah the nurse tori selfie show i'm gonna be bringing it to you guys here i'm really excited about this um i just this is such a great platform so thank you so much you guys for listening thank you annalise for coming on Oh of course have me back anytime oh my god um i do we're gonna actually annalise i'm gonna bring her back and we're gonna have another um q a yeah, bring me back for all the dirty questions. The dirty tea. I think we should do a fun one with Jacob and I and do like X-rated mess. Yeah. moment. <laughs> do it on the
1: Patreon account. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. It's happening.
0: <laughs> Nurse
1: Tori getting down and dirty. Yes, yes,
0: We're just, we're giving it to you real. But um, I'm really excited about this. This is definitely, I think, going to be where I put my heart and soul. Talk to you guys about the good, the bad, the ugly, the happy, the, the amazing things that we're doing in, in healthcare. All right, so looking ahead, I actually want to drop some tea for you guys. We have just released two episodes this week. My Biggest Secret and also Nikki Nurse 101. Looking Ahead, we'll be releasing one episode every Tuesday morning. So you can listen on your way into work, set your day right, hear from some amazing healthcare providers from all walks of life. I will also be going micro on my personal Nikki life journey NP grad school journey as well. You'll be hearing from nurses, NPs, PAs, MDs, surgeons, brands, entrepreneurs, new healthcare wellness products and companies, all the things. In order to support the show, I've teamed up with some awesome companies that I would love for you to hear about that I use on the daily. All of these companies are products and brands that I use and believe in. We have some amazing sponsors who are helping us to produce this show and bring you top quality content. Again, if you guys have questions for the show, hit us up via email, C-E-L-L-F-I-E podcast at gmail.com or on our Instagram account at C-E-L-L-F-I-E underscore podcast. So if you guys would please, 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 please head over to follow uh, our account. It's going to be at C-E-L-L-F-I-E underscore podcast. Um, I'm also at obviously Nurse Tori. Please rate and review this podcast. I really value every single thing. I mean, I try. You guys know I engage really hard as much as I can on my DMs. Um, I really enjoy hearing what you guys like, what you guys don't like. Um, share this with a friend. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Wherever you listen, whether it's the iTunes. Uh, we're going to be on Spotify. We're going to be on sort of all the platforms.
1: And all of the each of all the things. Yeah. And if people want
0: to come follow you, Annalise, where can they find you? For sure. You can
1: totally follow me on Instagram. I'm Avoitilla. Avoitilla. You can see all the posts that I don't post. Yeah, she's really not into
0: social, but it's okay. I kind of like it that way.
1: Yeah, there's only room for one social media queen in this family.
0: I love you. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening, um, and cannot wait to bring you more funsies. Yeah, hopefully I'll get to talk to you guys again sometime soon. Here we go. Thanks for having me. Welcome